Hello again, my friends, Matt Robertson back from my annual break. And uh, as you can tell from my voice, I probably picked up a little something from my preschool kid. It's okay. I could not wait any longer. I just feel like I need to get back on the microphone. So it's good to talk to you again. Welcome to the Everyday Marksman, the podcast where it's all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. I am your host, Matt. Our website's everydaymarksman.co. And there you're going to find today's show notes as well as our awesome community of marksmen just like you our articles youtube channel podcast episodes all of that great stuff come on the website check it out everydaymarksman.co all right let's get on to today's topic and what have i been up to over the last couple of months because every year i take a break to stop and well first off my day job does take a lot of time this time of year it finally slowed down a little bit but it gave me time to stop and think about what it is that i want to say for the rest of this year, going into next year, it gave me a chance to really buckle down and work on the book, uh, and all of this is tying back together. So every year, I tend to focus on a theme to pursue. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's a bit more to do with the site. You know, For most of 2022, the key phrase was minimum capable citizen, and the idea was around a set of standards and baseline targets that I think any prepared citizen should strive for. Eventually, the idea kind of fizzled out when I felt like there really wasn't much more to write because also I'm not interested in minimum. I think we should strive for excellence. That's back to the idea of arate from a couple episodes ago. And minimum doesn't cut it. Now, in 2023, my goal shifted personal uh, with a heavy focus on health and fitness. And you probably don't care, but as an example of that, in about the last year, I have cut oh just over 30 pounds um, I'm at the lightest weight I've been since probably high school uh, and feeling great. And this past weekend, I just finished a Tough mutter and it went awesome. So I know it's been paying off. Now, coming out of my annual break, I settled on this idea that's worth exploring with you. And I'm calling it the Marshall Marksman. Yes, it's a playoff, a uh, marksmanship and martial artist. You get the idea. But the idea, the philosophy here is the capabilities of the Marshall Marksman and what they need to know how to do and how they get there. And laying that foundation is the focus of the book that I've been writing. Now, the book itself won't be ready for a while. As it turns out, writing a book is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. So it is still just trickling through. But shout out to everybody who's been encouraging me and, and giving me feedback on it along the way. I still got more to go, but I'm happy to start sharing some of these ideas and things that have come out while I've been writing. So this idea of the martial marksman, I'm really going to give credit to two places. The first was John Simpson's latest book, as well as the late, great Jeff Cooper. So I want to start with John's reference. In my review of his most recent book, I quoted something that just needs to be said again. So here we go. It's a quote. The audience that this book is written for has already made the decision to deploy patrol rifles. So I don't need to talk you into it. They have picked the manufacturer and the model of the rifle they're going to use. So I don't need to sell you a particular product. And they've picked the ammunition design, so I don't need to make any recommendations. The point is that you've got your patrol rifle, and you want to know how to train with them. That's why you're reading this book now. Keep in mind, this is the important part, this inside. Keep in mind that the type of marksmanship we'll be discussing here has nothing to do with shooting bullseyes for score or seeing who can shoot the smallest group. Those are fun sports and have their place, but always keep in mind that in patrol rifle training, shooting on the range is a means to an end and not the end itself. End quote. Now, this sentiment is not new. 
Several of my previous guests have said variations of the same thing. Time on the range and in competition is not wasted, so long as you're doing it with the right motivation. You must keep the end goal in mind. Your goal, my goal, is building proficiency with the rifle and its employment. If your goal shifts to competing and winning as your primary purpose, then your training and practice follow and change accordingly, often for the worse. Eventually, you become more gamer than martial marksman. So this was my first impetus. John put it clearly and concisely in a way that, that I could chew on ever since reading it. So now let's talk about Jeff Cooper. Years ago, early in my marksmanship journey, I picked up a copy of The Art of the Rifle from the now defunct Paladin Press. Published in 1997, it predates my serious interest in shooting and marksmanship by almost 20 years. And Jeff opened the book by discussing the queen and about finding a why. Now, rather than summarize his ideas, I'm just going to go ahead and quote some of these excerpts. These are not, I'm going to read it to you like it's all one continuous quote, but realize this is actually like four separate parts of those first two chapters just smashed together. All right, here we go. Quote, personal weapons are what raised mankind out of the mud, and the rifle is the queen of personal weapons. The possession of a good rifle, as well as the skill to use it well, truly makes a man the monarch of all he surveys. It realizes the ancient dream of the Jovian Thunderbolt. And as such, it is the embodiment of personal power. For this reason, it exercises and curious influence over the minds of most men. And in its best examples, it constitutes an object of affection unmatched by any other inanimate object. The rifle is a weapon. Let there be no mistake about that. It is a tool of power and thus dependent completely on the moral stature of its user. It is equally useful in securing meat for the table, destroying groups of enemies on the battlefield, and resisting tyranny. In fact, it is the only means of resisting tyranny, because a citizenry armed with rifles simply cannot be tyrannized. The rifle itself has no moral stature, since it has no will of its own. Naturally, it may be used by evil men for evil purposes, but there are more good men than evil, and while the latter cannot be persuaded to the path of righteousness by propaganda, they can certainly be corrected by good men with rifles. While it is true that there exists in most nations a sport of rifle shooting, the formalization and specialization of target shooting competition has led its practitioners somewhat astray. In much the same way that the sporting practice of fencing has obscured the art of the sword. Hoverly, the most serious obstacle to the popular understanding of riflecraft is the fact that rifle marksmanship is dependent entirely upon individual self-control, and self-control is out of fashion in the age of the common man. End quote. I think each of us understands how these paragraphs apply to the world around us and our experiences. In the following chapter, Jeff defines what makes someone a good shot. It's a definition I've remembered ever since reading it, and one I've been using more and more often. It used to adorn the wall of the classroom at Gunsight, and it says this. A marksman is one who can make his weapon do what it was designed to do. An expert marksman is one who can hit anything he can see under appropriate circumstances. A master marksman is one who can shoot up to his rifle. Now, taken together, these two pieces of writing 
sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole over the last couple of months and solidified my theme for the coming year as the Marshall Marksman, probably for a lot longer after that. So let's get something out of the way first. The Marshall, the Marshall Marksman is an ideal to strive for. It is the embodiment of our why for training our minds and our bodies for success at arms. Outside of select military units where this kind of thing is your profession and someone else pays for all of your training and logistics needs, the vast majority of marksmen simply do not have the time or finances and have too many competing priorities to do this all of the time. In other words, we will never reach par excellence across all domains under the purview of the martial marksmen simultaneously. We can only pursue them and achieve excellence in a few areas at a time. It is the practice that is most important. So knowing that the martial marksman is an ideal rather than a physical, you have arrived point in your personal journey, what characteristics define such an ideal? So we're going to break this down into our core everyday marksman topic areas, starting with mindset, probably the thing that I need to write a lot more about and I plan to. The martial marksman's mindset is focused on success at the task at hand and is adept at handling stressful situations. He is confident in his abilities without being arrogant and demonstrates relentless self-control in all areas of life. In the style of Jack Donovan's tactical virtues, the mindset of martial marksman covers all bases. He espouses courage, moral strength, a sense of honor, and his mindset supports the development of skills mastery with focus and tenacity. The question then becomes, how does an aspiring martial marksman develop these mental attributes? That is, ultimately a series of articles for another day, and I've dabbled in these before, particularly when it comes to winning mindsets and skills development, and a few thoughts on controlled adversity. But I think there's a lot of room to go deeper. If I were to pick three core areas that build the martial marksman mindset, it's going to be these three, starting with controlled adversity. The martial marksman actively chooses to do the harder thing from time to time. That might be as simple as taking the stairs at work rather than the elevator, parking at a further away spot in the parking lot, or denying himself certain little pleasures and conveniences like camping with a tent. Challenging exercise programs are their own version of controlled adversity, demanding that the lifter find the will to overcome the weight and challenge himself because it's going to be hard. Which gets to the next point. The martial marksman wants to build his self-image. He routinely practices his skills and abilities and actively seeks opportunities to test them against others in the agon. Remember, the struggle against others. A marksman will never outperform how he views himself, so he must test himself to see where his skills truly lie. Remember, for a martial marksman, competition is a means to an end and not the end itself. Which gets us to mindful practice. I don't necessarily mean meditation, though it's not necessarily a bad thing, but the martial marksman is adept at keeping his mind focused on the here and now. When performing a task, like a practice session or dry fire, he quiets his mind of other things. In fact, some activities, like lifting a heavy bar on your back, outright require that you think about nothing else, which makes them useful for training this attribute as well as the physical. So let's now turn to tactical fitness. Now, when it comes to physical capability, the martial marksman is ready and able to handle any reasonable task thrown at him without becoming a liability. That does not mean he is the strongest or the fastest, only that he is strong and fast enough to succeed. Again, I've touched on some 
reasonable fitness standards to strive on. And I've talked about the role of physical fitness in a marksman's life, but there's still a lot to do because the message is just not making its way out. A marksman's level of physical fitness is a trailing indicator of his lifestyle choices and habits. The hard truth here, and one I wish I understood better when I was in active duty, and honestly sometimes described as kind of heavy but moves well. You know, along with marksmanship skill, fitness is one of those things that cannot be faked. There is no such thing as buying your way into good health and a high level of strength. You have either put in the time and consistency to make it happen as best you can within your circumstances, or you have not. For that reason, the pursuit of strength and fitness is also an incredible way to support a proper mindset. It requires that you regularly put yourself under controlled adversity. Success mandates focus and mindful practice, else you will not see the results or may even become injured. Physical training builds the self-image because you test yourself over and over again, exploring your limits and pushing them a little further every time. This is why I pair the two of mindset and fitness so closely together. Now, best of all, it's practically free to practice this. A marksman only needs to prioritize it enough to find a way, and that is cheaper, certainly, than the price of ammo these days. But that gets us to marksmanship. So, of course, a martial marksman engages in marksmanship, simply described as the ability to hit the mark. Marksmanship is a fundamental practice. Like strength, it is a never-ending journey that we must pursue to the next level for as long as we are able. At the beginning, it may simply be consistently hitting a piece of paper at 50 yards while sitting at a bench. Once the novice marksman can do that, they move on to the X-ring at 100 yards, steal at 300, and so on. Again, to Ape Jeff Cooper's writing, the end goal is that a martial marksman become confident that they can hit the target they can see under nearly any weather condition, the ballistic limitations of the cartridge and the environment notwithstanding, of course. We haven't even touched on the third level of Jeff's hierarchy, which is the ability to shoot up to the level of the rifle. And this is a battle that I fight with every day with the everyday marksman, because too often we all become bogged down in the idea of buying the best even when we are so far from able to really take advantage of it. The hard truth is that most rifle and optic combinations are more capable by a long way than the shooters wielding them. Yet somehow, everyone just goes along with this idea that by spending more money on a better widget, I'm going to become better myself. Well, the martial marksman does not do this. He builds his fundamental abilities to the point that he could pick up practically any rifle and make it sing. As with fitness, one's marksmanship ability is a direct reflection of the time, discipline, and consistency that went into their marksmanship practice. It cannot be faked or bought. The practice of marksmanship further contributes to the self-control and mindful practice requirements of mindset. You see the synergy coming back around again. So this is going to be the theme for the martial marksman is these, these elements of mindset, physical fitness and capability, and marksmanship. Of course, we do have to talk about equipment. But the simple truth here is the martial marksman is not interested in optimization for any possible situation. Down that path lies a bottomless pit of financial despair. <laughs> Trust me, I know as someone who spent an unusually large amount of money on gear just to, just to try it. No, instead, he considers his primary use case and equips himself to perform well at that. He practices it so much, becomes so comfortable and competent with his primary gear to the point that 
any other situation when it comes up, he can still successfully deal with that, even if it wasn't optimized for the situation. Case in point, I like to use this one is I talk a lot about 16 and 20 inch rifles being great general purpose all around. And inevitably, someone's going to come out of the woodwork saying, yeah, but you wouldn't want to do clearing your house with anything longer than 12 inches or 10 inches. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? If you practice enough and you get the right training and you do it, it can be done. Because the martial marksman is judicious with his resources, he invests where it is required and carefully considers the probability, risk, and reward ratios of purchasing more gear. Now, don't get me wrong. Equipment matters, but it only matters insofar as it is reliable and it can support the task at hand. Becoming a gear whore for the sake of it is not the martial marksman's way. It's the gear nerd way. And I'll say that as a, as a gear nerd myself, but it's not the martial marksman way. <laughs> I guess the fifth item here is skill set. You know, physical fitness and proficiency of the rifle are the core capabilities that we're going we're gonna to talk about but they aren't the only ones. In fact, on the scale of probability, a martial marksman is far more likely to need to perform other tasks like land navigation, water purification, first aid, communications, firecraft, field hygiene, and building a shelter during an emergency. Learning and practicing these additional skills contributes to the marksman's sense of mastery and confidence in emergencies. It makes him more useful in general. It's what rounds out his capabilities and makes him a fantastic team member and community leader, and you cannot afford to neglect them. And with that, my friend, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. This is my first brain dump of this idea and how it's going to mold my writing and the site over the coming year and beyond. So I'm glad you're on this journey with me. Let's get to work. Make sure you come up by the website, everydaymarksman.co. Hit that big green subscribe button. Join the email list. It's the best way for me to get a hold of you. I'm not big on social media these days because honestly... Social media doesn't like me very much or or what I write about, and that's okay. Thanks for listening, my friend, and I'll catch you next time. Take care.